Hello and welcome to the 359th episode of the Brawl Time Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson, and today I'm doing kind of a different episode today. So usually I kind of do tips or rankings uh, based on like the current meta and what things are like happening at the time. Uh, but in this episode, uh, I'll kind of be taking like a step back into the past and uh, ranking what I personally think are the top 10 strongest brawlers of all time. So yeah, I mean, these brawlers, uh, basically, if they were uh, like OP at any time after global, they were in consideration to make this list. Uh, unfortunately, I started playing uh, right when global started, didn't play before. So I can't really be a judge on how powerful those brawlers were. Like I am aware that like Mortis's dash range, like every attack was the same as like a cold snake. Uh, I'm pretty sure like Piper's range was like a third of the map and could one shot pretty much everyone. I think Nita could get like infinite bears on the battlefields or something like crazy like that. So I mean, I am aware a lot of those brawlers, but I just didn't play back then. And I'm assuming most of you guys didn't either. So uh, yeah, I mean, really, I can't be a good judge on how powerful they actually were. Uh, but all the brawlers on the list, I was playing when they were released. Um, so yeah, I thought it'd be a pretty fun episode. Just kind of go over the top 10 uh, strongest brawlers of all time, in my opinion. I mean, to be honest, I feel like uh, pretty much all these brawlers have like a serious case for being the strongest of all time. I feel like it's like a very open-ended question. There's a lot of different possibilities. Uh, so maybe in the future, I'll do an episode kind of like uh, like dedicating a whole episode, breaking down one of these brawlers and like kind of the argument for them being the best of all time. Uh, let me know if you want to see that. But anyway, today's episode, I'm just going to be going over top 10 strongest brawlers of all time. So yeah, let's go right into it. All right, so starting off the list at number 10 is going to be Sandy on release. So, yeah, I mean, when Sandy was released, Sandy was completely broken. I mean, right now, Sandy might seem like a pretty solid brawler. Uh, definitely uh, with that super, just so powerful. It just really takes over the game. Uh, but when Sandy was released, uh, he was even stronger. I mean, his super lasted for 12 seconds. I think it now it's like nine. So, I mean, three seconds is actually a pretty significant amount of time. Uh, also, his first star power did uh, 200 damage uh, instead of, I believe, 100. Uh, so that was also a very high amount. I mean, like right now, I feel like the star power that does damage when they're in the super is mainly kind of just used to prevent the enemies from healing. But back in the day when Sandy was first added, this was like a legitimate way to kill brawlers. Uh, just because of how much could do over the course of the 12 seconds. Uh, so it was actually a completely broken star power. Uh, and yeah, basically Sandy, since it lasted for such a long time with the super, it only took five hits to get your super charged up. Uh, you could have like two sandstorms on the battlefield pretty much at all times. I mean, if you think about that, it's completely broken. Uh, because even right now, when you have a Sandy sandstorm on the battlefield for the majority of the game, it feels very hard to beat. But back when Sandy was first released... I mean, yeah, literally there's always going to be one on the battlefield, sometimes two or three even, which is completely way too strong. I mean, you just had that Sandy Super always. The enemies couldn't get inside of it, or they'd be taking an insane amount of damage. And yeah, it was just way too easy to control the map. I mean, really, to win in like a gem grab, all you had to do was uh, get a few hits, get that Super down early, and it was pretty much game over. Uh, only reason Sandy's only number 10 on the list. I feel like uh, Sandy did have some counterplay. Like, there's definitely a few brawlers that were actually able to like kind of counter Sandy. Uh, I mean, Sandy's range wasn't amazing, so uh, you couldn't really uh, play him on like the longer range maps, uh, which was kind of like a weakness to him. And also, he wasn't amazing in like heist, so 
he definitely had a few weaknesses, but he was extremely broken. And yeah, I mean, especially in like gem grab where like it's all about control. Sandy was almost unbeatable. So yeah, definitely Sandy, one of the greatest brawlers of all time, uh, which is why I'm at number 10 on the list. So coming in at number nine is going to be Gale after he received all those buffs uh, while he still that super long jump pad. So I'm assuming a lot of you guys remember this. I mean, this was back in like, I believe the Surge, Gale, Mr. P meta. They were like by far the three strongest brawlers. Uh, it's taking over. And yeah, Gale was crazy broken because of his, uh, ga- it was mainly his gadget. I mean, he had like, well, first off, I guess he had very, very well-rounded stats. I mean, Everything about him was good. Uh, he didn't really have any counters. Uh, I mean, maybe like a B could counter him by outranging, but really outside of like a B, uh, Gil's pretty much favored in every single 1v1 matchup, uh, which was, yeah, completely insane just because, yeah, he did so much damage. He had good health. It was so easy to hit shots just by auto-aiming. Uh, and he was just crazy broken stats-wise. But, I mean, really the thing that made him, like, one of the best brawlers of all time is 100% that gadget. So if you don't know what the gadget did... Uh, basically, it's like Gale's current gadget where it places down the jump pad and he gets sprung forward. Uh, but it was the same range. It like shot them out the same amount as a uh, jump pad like, in a normal match. So I don't know the exact amount of tiles it is. Uh, but basically, like take one of the jump pads uh, on really yeah, just any map. Gale literally could just place it down any spot on the map he wanted and had infinite uses. Your team could just keep on using it over and over again. So, I mean, yeah, this jump pad was so broken. I mean, it had many uses. I mean, first off, you could just use it at the start of the game, have your whole team uh, stand on it, and basically get free control in mid. It's way faster than walking over. I think it might even be faster than, like, a mortise, like, dashing completely in. So, yeah, obviously, this was completely insane, just getting free control. And if that wasn't as good enough, if that already wasn't good enough, you could also uh, place the jump pad at any spot on the map that you want. So, I mean, it basically made Heist and Siege pretty much, I don't want to say unplayable, but you had to have a Gale on your team. It didn't matter what map uh, you were playing in Heist and Siege. If you didn't have a Gale, there's almost no chance you could win because Gale could play Siege Jump Pad either just outside of, like, the Ike range zone or just make it, or place the Jump Pad in Heist so you land directly on top of the Heist safe. And there was nothing you could do about it. Uh, yeah, Gale and his team could just go on top of it. Uh, you have like a spike in a bowl and they can just shred down the safe with that gadget with the spike and just bull shredding it down with this very high DPS. Uh, insanely quickly, I mean, there were like 10 second matches in like normal heist games, not on like Matt Maker, just like in a normal heist game. I think I one time won in like 12 seconds. It was completely insane. Uh, that, I mean, yeah, that should not be a thing. And it wasn't like you were just like an all or nothing kind of attack. Like if they stopped you, you'd lose. Uh, it wasn't like that because, yeah, Gale, his stats were completely insane. So you didn't even really need him to go on to the jump pad. You could have him play defense while, like, your spike and maybe your tank uh, went to town on the safe. It was just so hard to deal with. I mean, at all times, you kind of had to have a brawler if you're going up against the Gale uh, way back by the heist or the Ike or else you were in, like, a very, very bad spot. Um, so, yeah, definitely it was just such a powerful brawler. I mean, just that jump pad alone already made Gale, like, insanely powerful in Heist and Siege. Uh, but once they actually buffed up his stats to the point where he was basically able to beat anyone in a 1v1, he just became way too oppressive and became one of the strongest brawlers ever, which is why I have Gale at number 9 on the list. So coming in number 8 is going to be Shelly when her Band-Aid star power was first released. Uh, so pretty much, 
Uh, if you don't remember, back when like second star powers were added, uh, Shelly's Band-Aid was way better. Uh, basically, it healed up Shelly uh, to full HP. I think it was technically like only 5,000 health. Uh, but in pretty much every situation, that would heal her all the way back up to full health. Now I think it heals you for like 1,800, 2,000, so way lower. I mean, yeah, it's lower than half of what it used to give. Uh, because yeah, back in the day, Shelly was insanely strong. I know it might sound kind of crazy to hear Shelly actually being good. Uh, but yeah, when Band-Aid was this powerful, uh, you could play her in pretty much everywhere. Uh, I mean, tank, like, tanks at the time were actually pretty powerful, but Shelly just completely knocked them out of the meta because of how oppressive Band-Aid was. I mean, I remember in Solo Showdown, it felt like everyone was just getting ranked 35 Shellys uh, left and right because there's really no way to deal with it. I mean, I like I was pushing on my curl a lot at the time and kept going up against Band-Aid Shellys. I mean, there were games where like me and like three other people were teaming up on a Shelly, but just because of that Band-Aid, they had too much health and just overpowered us with their supers. Uh, yeah, I mean, Shelly was absolutely insane. Uh, and yeah, there wasn't too many great answers. I mean, the only reason Shelly's even higher up on the list, uh, after all, is at the end of the day, it still was Shelly. So you could kind of counter it with like a spike. Uh, I don't even think B was in the game at the time or Colette. So there weren't that many tank counters even. But definitely like a spike or like a crow could counter Shelly pretty easily. Um, other than that, yeah, Shelly was just way too strong. I mean, the Band-Aid, like even if it, I don't, even, I don't remember how much it actually like, like how long the cooldown on it was, but I remember it was being, it was pretty fast. So you can kind of have that Band-Aid up pretty much the whole entire game. I mean, Shelly with 10,000 HP, uh, doesn't matter if Shelly's like other stats were really bad. Uh, there's just nothing you can do about it. Shelly just one lane every single time uh, against pretty much every single brawler. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just absolutely insane. That Band-Aid was so good. Uh, I mean, really the only reason why I don't have Shelly even higher up on this list is because in very high trophy, like competitive games, uh, especially in like 3v3, uh, I personally feel like Shelly wasn't even the strongest brawler. I think that it was actually Snappy Sniping Piper back when it gave you uh, 0.5 uh, like reload speed every time you hit an enemy. But that was only if you were like an amazing Piper and were able to hit all of your shots, which uh, really is not going to happen too often. Maybe there's like a few Pipers in the world who could do it. But in general, most people can't do it, which is why I decided not to put Piper on the list when it really comes down to having insane skill. Um, yeah, like very competitive lobbies. Uh, Shelly definitely did have some counters. People were decent at like dealing with her. But in any lobby, like below like a thousand trophies, Shelly would just absolutely dominate. I mean, even in higher trophy lobbies above like a thousand, Shelly was still very good. Uh, just not necessarily like unbeatable, which is really the only reason she's not even higher up. Uh, but yeah, I could definitely see like you making a realistic case for Shelly uh, being a lot higher up on this list. But personally, I decided to go with her at number eight. But yeah, don't get me wrong. She was very, very powerful. And I'm pretty glad that she's no longer that dominant. So coming in number seven on the list is going to be Stu. So yeah, Stu, a uh, fairly recent brawler. I mean, I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably uh, gone up against Stu while he was insanely broken. I mean, to be honest, right now, he still is very good, probably a top three brawler. But before, like, his nerfs that he got, he was even better. And I feel like the thing that made Stu so powerful is, unlike most brawlers on this list, there was literally, yeah, there's literally just no counter to Stu at all. Uh, there's nothing you could do against him outside of having another, like, a better Stu on your team. Uh, but other than that, there's really no way to deal with him. I mean, against tanks, he just shredded them and could dash away if they even got close. 
uh, against long range brawlers. He could easily dodge their shots, use his gadget as well to give him more movement speed and pressure up. Uh, yeah, against mid range brawlers, he could either kind of attack up forward if they were like an M's who does a lot of damage in mid range, but close ups pretty bad. Uh, or he could kind of play like a more, uh, like longer game where he like dodges all their shots and eventually wills them down until they're dead. And yeah, against throwers, just hits them once and they're dead pretty much as he keeps on dashing onto them. There's literally just no way to deal with Stu. And yeah, I feel like that was kind of why he was so oppressive. I mean, he was good in every mode. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was just so hard to deal with him. Uh, yeah, he was extremely, extremely broken. Uh, I mean, I feel like he didn't like really take over the game as much as the other brawlers higher up on the list than him did. Uh, like, although there wasn't really any great counter to him, it wasn't like he was like, single-handedly winning the game every single time i mean there was an occasional scenario where like a stew could completely just take over and carry his team but i feel like it was more of a team effort and yes yeah, Stu wasn't like so good that he could like single-handedly win the game like some of these other brawlers on the list but yeah i mean he definitely was so good just because of the fact that there really wasn't a great matchup against him and he was just so versatile in all different modes uh yeah and i mean he still is one of the best brawlers uh, even, yeah, they, they really didn't nerf him too much. It was like a 3% nerf to his damage or something like that. Uh, I mean, it really was just not enough. He still is extremely broken. Uh, I want to say he's like a top 10 brawler of all time now, but definitely on release, he was so good. And that's why I decided to go with him as the seventh best brawler of all time. So coming in number six on the list, also a relatively recent brawler is going to be Colt with his, uh, silver bullet gadget when it was first released. So... I think you guys all remember this. This was one of the most annoying uh, brawlers of all time. You can make a case from being the just most annoying. Uh, yeah, there's like no way to deal with it. I mean, you were not safe behind a wall. I mean, really kind of like the best way to counter Colt previously was, yeah, just get behind a wall because if he doesn't have his super, he really is going to tend to struggle against you. But Silver Bullet made it so you literally couldn't hide behind a wall and you're actually better off in the open because if you're trying to hide behind a wall with Colt, he just uses that gadget blows up the wall, uh, pierces through it, and ends up hitting you and can pretty much one-shot you. Uh, that Yeah, that was just completely broken. There's no good way to deal with it. I mean, like, like already, like, right now, I mean, even after his gadget being nerfed a ton, it still is very powerful just because of the ability to break walls. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, already, the ability to break walls is extremely broken, especially in a gadget. Uh, I mean, it's going to make Cole always have a place, at least on some maps. Uh, but then, yeah, let's say like, add like the ability to break walls to a gadget that can also pierce through enemies, uh, can one-shot the lower health brawlers, uh, stacks up with power cubes. Uh, basically, it's the same as like a full clip with Colt. Uh, it was very easy to hit. You could auto-aim it and hit it almost every time. Uh, you get one of the most broken brawlers of all time. I mean, nothing else about Colt was actually that good. I mean, without his Silver Bullet gadget, if you are just to remove it, he was one of the worst brawlers in the game. But adding that Silver Bullet gadget made him just unbeatable. I mean, there's really no great way to deal with it. If you went out into the open, that's kind of just where he wanted you to be. He could easily melt you down there. And if you try to go behind a wall, he would just, yeah, use his Silver Bullet gadget, break right through it, hit you, and just finish you off with one attack, and you were dead. There's nothing you can do about it. And that's not even talking about Showdown, where his Silver Bullet gadget did more each cube that you got. Uh, so uh, if you have like a Colt with like five cubes, he's going to be able to one-shot pretty much every brawler in the game with Silver Bullet. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was just way too strong. There's really no good way to dodge it. I mean, maybe if you're like that very end of his range, you could kind of dodge it if you like know what you're doing. But even that wasn't 100% a guaranteed way to dodge it. So 
unless you're playing like a mortis or had like some way to super out uh it was most likely going to hit you and you're most likely going to die uh yeah i mean there's really no way to win lane against cole inside of 3v3 modes and there were very few counters i mean yeah really the only way to counter him is like on a very open map you could use like a piper to kill him or um maybe if you're very good uh, you could use, like, a thrower occasionally on a few uh, very specific maps uh, if you manage to uh, play it correctly. But even then, he can kind of just pull up the wall and get to you. Or maybe, like, a sand, you could counter him a little bit, just, like, being able to three-shot Colt with a good movement speed, uh, dodge ability. But even then, yeah, like, really, Colt didn't have too many bad matchups outside of, uh, like, a Piper on a very open map. But other than that, he basically just dominated against everyone. There's just no good counterplay. And yeah, that's kind of why I feel like Colt was the sixth best brawler of all time. So coming at number five on the list is going to be Surge on release. So I'm assuming a lot of you guys also remember this because, yes, Surge was not very fun to go up against at all. So, I mean, actually, when Surge was first released into the game, most people thought he was going to be pretty mediocre. I mean, I remember like the first day or two, a lot of people are saying he was like bottom 10, just really not that strong. Uh, but then a few days later, when people really started to realize what he could do, everyone kind of started to realize that, yeah, he was one of the best brawlers of all time and by far the best brawler in like, the whole entire game. I mean, kind of compare him to Gale. Uh, this, like, they're both very overpowered at the same time. But, I mean, Surge was just considered way stronger than him, uh, which you really should just judge, like, how powerful he actually was. I mean, yeah, Surge was so broken. Main reason because of that was uh, just the fact that uh, when you got him up to not even the max stage, but really any stage uh, right now uh, for his attacks to actually split out in like all the different directions, either need to hit an enemy or use his star power, uh, which will split it if he hits a wall. But other than that, they won't split. But back when Surge was first released, uh, if you had the star power equipped, it, uh, his uh, attacks would basically after it went out, like all like the, um, I, I don't even know what to call it, but. Basically, like, you know, if you have him, like, his max stage, he shoots out, like, six different bullets off to the side after his attack. Uh, basically, didn't need to hit a wall or enemy to trigger that. Just every single attack would do it. And it wasn't only for his max stage. I mean, all the stages it would do it. It was just by far the strongest on his max stage. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as you can probably tell, that was way too strong. I mean, yeah, the fact that he didn't need to hit a wall, it was almost impossible to deal with because there's really no way to get, like, avoid surge i mean for an open field you're gonna lose because he was the fastest brawler in the game uh with a very very good range pretty much the same as like a b uh who also yeah did a ton of damage and a shot would explode into a bunch of different directions and hit you if you got too close uh so you couldn't be in an open field if you got behind a wall all you would have to do is get a little bit close uh just yeah aim his attack in your direction and it will it would split off into six different areas and hit you uh, for a minimum of like a thousand damage each attack and yeah there's just no way to deal with it i mean he could also gadget on top of you to kill you if he needed uh he had no bad matchups he just shredded through everybody dominated in literally every mode i mean especially like brawl ball where it's very easy to get hits on people uh yeah he was just so oppressive so hard to deal with i mean really once he got to that max stage there was no stopping him he could easily 1v3 the enemy team it was just way too good uh, almost no way to play around it. I mean, I don't really think that he had any counters. I mean, maybe on a few of the very open maps, you get away with like a Piper or Brock countering him. But outside of that, there was just no way to counter him. Like if you used a thrower, he would just gadget on top of them and kill them. Uh, literally any other brawler, his 
uh, just insanely strong ability uh, to basically hit them every single attack. Oh, just come in handy. And yeah, he, he would just take over. I mean, really the only way to deal with him was to kill him very early on before he started to get his upgrades going. Uh, but yeah, if you weren't able to do that, there's no way you're winning that match. And yeah, I feel like Surge at his max stage, uh, just his ability to, it was, I mean, if you got Surge to max stage, uh, there was almost no way you would lose that game. Like I was saying, he could 1v3. I feel like that's kind of the main reason he was so strong that once he got to like its full power, he would just completely took over the game and there wasn't even a chance for the enemies to win. Uh, so yeah, that's why I have Surge as the fifth best brawler of all time. So coming in our four on the list is going to be Amber on release. So I think a lot of you guys also remember this. Amber on release was not fun at all. I mean, Amber, definitely the best auto-aim brawler in the game. Uh, and yeah, she also was when she was first released. I mean, if you're going up against an Amber, if you got into her range, uh, there was literally nothing you could do about it. You were 100% dead. Uh, yeah, because all she had to do was just auto-aim onto you and you were just stuck in like that. Uh, kind of, I don't know what to call it. Basically, our uh, fire would just like stay locked onto you as long as she kept auto aiming, and yeah, you were not getting out of that. I mean, you weren't. She wasn't gonna run out of ammo. She had literally just infinite ammo, uh, because of her crazy reload speed and like attack speed. And yeah, all you had to do was just stay in like her fire for like one to two seconds, and you were dead. There's nothing you could do about it. I mean, if you thought Amber was strong like last meta, uh, you should have seen her you know, when she was first in the game. Uh, she did an insane amount of damage just from one clip. Uh, she literally just had infinite ammo. Like, I don't know if I ran out of ammo with Amber once, maybe like in Heist, but I just kept spamming the button on the safe. But in an actual match against, like, enemies, I don't think I ran out of ammo at all. Basically, you had infinite ammo with Amber. She had crazy range, uh, absolutely insane damage. If you got into her, if you got hit by any of her attacks, you're basically just dead because she all, all she had to do was hold down the auto-aim button and she would eventually kill you. Uh, her super was very good. Both of her star powers were good. Uh, there was just no way to deal with her. She was good in literally every single mode. Uh, yeah, definitely one of the most oppressive brawlers of all time. Uh, I mean, I don't really feel like she had any bad matchups either. Uh, I mean, I do remember like a few people saying that like Sandy was a decent counter to her. But I mean, yeah, really outside of like Sandy in some scenarios, there's just no way to deal with Amber. I mean, yeah, she was just way too good. Had to get nerfed pretty quickly. The Amber meta was not fun at all. I mean, I remember he had like a championship challenge uh, back when Amber was broken. I mean, like on like the Discord servers where people are like looking for members to join their championship challenge team. Uh, they just straight up would not let you play. It didn't matter how many trophies you had. If you didn't have Amber just because of how powerful she was and how important to, on, on her team she actually was. Like literally every single team comp had an Amber. There was no exceptions. Uh, yeah, you needed her. She was just insanely strong. And yeah, now that I think about it, it's kind of crazy that she's only number four on the list. I mean, I feel like there's like a major jump between Amber and these next three. So that should kind of put in perspective how powerful these top three brawlers are. But yeah, definitely Amber, one of the strongest brawlers of all time. And yeah, it was just so hard to deal with. So yeah, this top three, I feel like you could really uh, make any case for one of these being the best. Uh, really kind of depends on your preference. Uh, I guess I'll go with my order, though. So coming at number three on the list, I'm going to go with Sprout on release. So, yeah, when Sprout was first released, he was absolutely insane. So a lot of you guys, even if you played when Sprout was on release, uh, you might not actually remember this, but uh, Sprout's overgrowth actually had a lot, like a more, uh, like a bigger radius than it already does. Uh, I mean, that was only in the game for a very, very short period of time. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, literally you could not miss a shot. Like I remember playing Sprout and trying to miss shots and I couldn't just because of how strong he was. Uh, it was, yeah, it was absolutely insane. I mean, yeah, his overgrowth is so good. They make an emergency nerf for that. And then even after they nerfed overgrowth's range, he was still insane because, uh, I don't know if you guys didn't play with Sprout without, uh, you know, his overgrowth star power that basically makes it. So his attack range when it explodes, is like massive. And most of the time, I'll guarantee you get a hit. Uh, when Sprout was first released into the game, uh, literally every single one of his attacks had overgrowth. Didn't have to wait five seconds for the attack to charge up. So every attack had overgrowth. It only took four hits to get his super, so you could pretty much chain your super infinitely. Uh, his gadget actually gave him 3,000 health from a bush. I mean, that was only in the game for a very, very short period of time. Oh, uh, yeah, it was a thing. I mean, obviously, he could attack over walls. His range was insane. Oh, yeah, it was, like, hard to miss your shots of Sprout. He was that good. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just really no way to deal with Sprout. It was uh, completely absurd. I mean, yeah, he was, I feel like, definitely his best mode, though, was Brawl Ball. Uh, because literally what you could do with Sprout is, uh, yeah, because since you only had to hit them four times and it was so easy to hit shots, you could literally have your Sprout Wall, like, protecting uh, your goal pretty much the whole entire match, and there's not much the enemies could do about it. I mean, it was just such a powerful ability that, I mean, it really, there's just no way to deal with it. Uh, I mean, there's no way for you to score if the, like, the enemy's goal is just covered the sprout wall. It was just that strong. He could block off lanes. He could basically do everything. Uh, and yeah, like I was saying, it was hard to miss his shots. Uh, there's really no good counters to him. I mean, I guess, like, Mortis could kind of counter him. But even then, if Sprout, like, hit someone else and got his wall down, he could just block off Mortis. So there's just no way to, good way to deal with him. You couldn't really avoid him because obviously he can attack over walls, had a crazy range. So yeah, I mean, Sprout was just so oppressive. And I mean, yeah, especially like at the very, very like beginning when he was first released with that even longer overgrowth range. Yeah, I mean, he was just so good on release. I mean, they took way too long to nerf him. Uh, and yeah, he's definitely one of the best rawers of all time. I decided to go with him at number three. But I could definitely see where you're coming from if you decide to go with him as the best brawler of all time. So coming in at number two, I mean, I'm assuming most of you guys already know the top two brawlers. I guess I won't spoil them, but uh, yeah, these two brawlers, I mean, it's kind of what the main debate is about. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's people on both sides, pretty big debate about who's actually stronger. Uh, but I'm going to go with, at number two on my list. I think the second brawl, the second strongest brawler of all time is going to be Rose on release. So, yeah, Rose on release was absolutely insane. I mean, if you thought that, like, the Edgar Apocalypse was bad, uh, you probably not play during the Rosa one because it was way worse. So, I mean, Rosa is a rare brawler, and they had a deal in the shop where you could get her for 19 gems. So either, you're gonna get, so either you would get her in the shop for 19 gems or just from a box. I mean, pretty much everyone has 19 gems lying around, and it's an amazing deal to get uh, one of the strongest brawlers of all time. So yeah, literally everyone had bought Rosa. Uh, like yeah, it was basically the same amount of people had Rosa as Edgar. She was basically free, and uh, she was like Edgar. I mean, Edgar on release is actually really good. Uh, but Rosa was like Edgar, but like ten times stronger. So basically, what I'm talking about is when Rosa was first released, uh, her shield was actually eighty percent. I think now it's either seventy or seventy five percent. Uh, like, there's a major difference between this. I mean, 80% shield with Rosa. Uh, I mean, it literally made you unkillable. Uh, I mean, also, the super lasted for six seconds. So, yeah, I mean, during the six seconds, you were 
literally unkillable. I don't know if, like if you're at full HP, even if there, I think I saw a clip once of like uh, a Rosa who had their uh, super activated and nine Barleys in a friendly game all chucked their supers on top of Rosa. And Rosa was actually able to survive it because of how strong and like how long that shield actually lasted. I mean, yeah, that should not be a thing. I don't care how much the shield does. You should not be able to survive nine Barleys all throwing one of the highest damaging supers in the game directly on top of you. Uh, but yeah, Rosa was actually able to. And yeah, I mean, the, the crazy thing about it was uh, literally there's just no way to deal with a Rosa because, like, for instance, if you're going to a Brawl Ball game, uh, what you could do once you got Rosa's super was uh, literally walk up to the ball, activate your super, and you could walk in from midfield directly into the goal, and there was nothing the enemy team could do about it. I mean, I don't care if they had, like, a spike or, like, a, I don't know, like a coal in a bowl all spamming all their shots on top of you. They couldn't even get close to killing you, and you'd just be able to easily walk in for the goal. Uh, I mean, yeah, that was just absolutely insane. Uh, I mean, there's so many just, like, six Rosa lobbies where everyone was playing Rosa because, yeah, there's really no other good brawler. Uh, I mean, really, her only even, like, kind of counterplay uh, was Shally because you could, like, chain supers on Rosa a ton. But outside of Shally, there's no other way to kill Rosa. I mean, also, Rosa could get her super charged up in three attacks. So, yeah, it's even easier to get a super uh, then than it is now. Uh, I mean, also, I'm pretty sure she even had, like, more health. Uh, and, yeah, there's just no way to deal with her. I mean, really, the reason why I decided to go with her as number two instead of number one is uh, Rosa without her shield. I mean, she was good, but she wasn't, like, overpowered or anything. So if you didn't have Rosa's shield, like, uh, her range was pretty bad. So it was kind of tricky for her to get her super. So before she has her super, you were actually kind of able to deal with her. But, I mean, as soon as she gets her first super, it was game over. There was literally nothing you could do about it. I mean, just to kind of, like, explain how powerful her super was, uh, when, like, back in, like, Slow Showdown, I remember playing in lobbies where, yeah, like, obviously everyone was playing Rosa, which is, like, a 10-Rosa lobby. And when it would get into a Rosa fight, it legit would last, like, 20 to 30 seconds. I mean, to put that into perspective, that's, like, being stunned by a Frank super 15 times in a row that's how long a Rosa fight would last because they would just both punch each other and they would both have their supers up pretty much forever because it lasted for six seconds. They could get it back in three attacks, so they would always have their super up. It was like an 80% shield. And yeah, the fights would last uh, literally 30 seconds, which should not be a thing if two brawlers are spamming auto-aim on each other. Uh, for 30 seconds straight, you should not be able to have a fight last that long. Uh, but yeah, Rosa was so good that it actually happened. I mean, yeah, basically, kind of just the best way to explain her is if you had her super, uh, there's nothing the enemy team could do. Uh, I mean, literally just nothing. So yeah, Rosa with her super is absolutely insane. Only reason I didn't put her as the greatest brawler of all time is really just the fact that it was possible to counterplay her on a few open range maps uh, where Rosa... Uh, like couldn't get her super right away. You could kind of deal with her. But yeah, as soon as Rosa got her super, it was game over and there's nothing you could do about it. Uh, so yeah, now coming in at number one on the list, uh, probably shouldn't be a huge surprise. It's going to be Leon. So yeah, Leon on global release, in my opinion, is the strongest brawler of all time. Uh, I know a decent amount of you guys didn't play when Leon was first added. I mean, I just started getting into the game. Uh, but yeah, Leon on release was unbeatable. I mean, he had no counters. There's no possible way to deal with him. Uh, his super lasted for 10 seconds. I think now it's like 7 or 8 maybe, and even that seems very powerful. Uh, so you have a 10-second long super. 
another ability with it was that it didn't matter how close up you were to the enemy. Uh, if you were invisible with that super, you could be directly on top of them. Uh, they would not actually be able to see you. Uh, see, I mean, right now, if you're playing Leon, you get like a tile or two up to them. Uh, they'll actually be able to see where you are and they can kind of have a response to you before you can shred them. Uh, but before this, you could literally be directly on top of them, just like spinning, and they could not see you until you actually attack them or your super ran out. So, yeah, it was a free kill. There's literally no possible way that you could deal with a Leon when he had his super because, you know, all he had to do is get on top of you and you're dead. I mean, that smoke trail star power allowed him to get across the map at lightning speed, get on top of you. He had 10 seconds to do it. Uh, and yeah, as soon as he's on top of you, uh, he just randomly comes out of nowhere, three shots you before you even have time to react, and you're dead. There's nothing you could do about it. I mean, his damage was also insane. I think he did like 700 per hit up close. Uh, so yeah, I, mean, I think he could like two shot the boxes and show it out if I'm remembering correctly, uh, like without any cubes or anything. So yeah, I mean, you were getting, you were getting melted down. Didn't matter if you're playing El Primo. Uh, or like whoever you wanted, there was no possible way you're surviving a Leon who supered on top of you. I mean, even at long range, he did pretty good with his very, very fast movement speed on uh, like his good long range damage was actually pretty good back in the day. I mean, yeah, he dominated every single mode, every single map. Uh, there's nothing you could do about it. And I mean, I feel like a thing that really added to uh, his power level was really the only way to beat a good Leon was with an even better Leon. And because he was a legendary back in global when a lot of people weren't like committed to spending money yet, uh, only a few, like only a few select people actually had Leon. So, uh, yeah, if you didn't have a Leon on your team, there's no way you could actually beat him. I mean, Leon, he could literally like play all three lanes in any mode. There's just nothing that you could do about him. He was just so oppressive. Uh, yeah, literally impossible to deal with. Um, yeah, only way to beat him was with a better Leon. And outside of that, there's no way you're winning that match. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Leon, in my opinion, is the strongest brawler of all time. I think a lot of you guys will agree with me on this one. I mean, yeah, he was just so strong and there was just no way to deal with him. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of, that's going to be my list for the top 10 strongest brawlers of all time. I mean, definitely, I think for a lot of these brawlers, you can make a reasonable case for them being the strongest of all time. Uh, this was just kind of my opinion. I decided to go with Leon as the strongest, but uh, you can make like a reasonable argument for like a Surge or Shelly or Amber, or Sprout, Rosa. There's like a ton of these different brawlers uh, that you can make a reasonable argument for them being the strongest of all time. This is just what I decided to go with. I feel like it was kind of accurate. I mean, I played during all these times, so uh, this is just kind of based on my experience. But yeah, I decided to go with this list. Definitely let me know what you think. I mean, this is definitely a very open-ended question. And there's no like real wrong answer. So let me know what you think about who the strongest of all time was. Do you agree it's Leon? Or do you think it's someone else? Uh, definitely let me know. I'm kind of interested to hear what you guys have to say about it. Uh, but anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. And I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Brawl Time Podcast. Uh, also, before I end the show, uh, I'd like to remind you to join the Discord server if you haven't already. Uh, always a lot of that fun things going on there. Uh, yeah, a lot of people you can talk to. Just overall, a very fun place to be. If you're interested in joining that, you can find the link in the podcast description. Uh, anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Uh, yeah, definitely a longer one like type of episode. Uh, did not realize it was actually going to be this long. I assumed it would be like 15 minutes or so. But uh, yeah, I spent a long time just really rambling on about these brawlers. Definitely is a pretty fun topic to discuss. Uh, and yeah, let me know if you'd kind of like to see that episode where I do like a like a very deep dive on all these brawlers and just how powerful they were. Uh, let me know if you'd like to see that. 
But anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast and I'll see you tomorrow.